0: I just want to invite you as we start our session uh, in prayer, invite you to bow your heads as we pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be back again and to continue this seminar. I want you, Lord, to take over and to change our lives Thank you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Okay, we have talked about sins, talked about confession, repentance. Now, one more thing about uh, how to regain power. This is the tough one. Total surrender. Total surrender. For God to use us, we need to give all to him. Nothing left. Luke chapter 14, verse 33, I read, So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has, cannot be my disciple. Cannot be my disciple. So it's not possible to be a disciple of Christ if we don't forsake all. Said, likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has, cannot be my disciple. It is clear. There is no choice for us to be used by God in a mighty way. The key is to be totally used by to be totally surrendered to God. That is the key. If we keep something somewhere there, then we will not have this power for whoever desires to save his life, we will lose it. But whoever loses his life, for my sake, will find it. Just to say, the key is total surrender. We don't have power because we want to keep something somewhere. said, oh, I don't want to surrender this one. I really like to keep this. I'm not going to give this one. All of this, yes, but this one, no. If we do that, we are limiting the possibility of having this power from above. We are limiting ourselves. So total surrender. You have said that we need to ask for forgiveness of our sins. You must be forgiven, totally forgiven and forgiving. And now, for the power to come, we need to surrender everything. Surrendering is not an easy thing. And God, we need to ask God to help us to do that. Surrender uh, of all to God. Watch and pray. Making a surrender of all to God. Hold him up as the one who can give you power to overcome. Hold him up. Need to surrender all. If we keep something, then we will not have this power from above. So God is asking. God is looking for someone. Someone that he can use. He is looking. And the spirit of prophecy in um, the fifth book, testimonies, page 662. Said, I have have waited anxiously, Sister White wrote. I have waited anxiously, hoping that God will put his spirit, meaning with his power, his spirit upon some and use them as instruments of righteousness to awaken and set in order his church. So God is looking for someone that he can use. And I do believe that you are here today because God has found you. You have decided to be here because you want this power from above. You don't want just a half measure thing. You know, that is our problem. We just want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We we don't want really to go all the way that spirit is, is not helping us. We need to go all the way. Surrendering everything. And Sister White said he, she was waiting anxiously to follow their faith. So we are going to um, talk about few individuals who followed Jesus all the way and God used them in a mighty way Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7 remember those who rule over you who have spoken the word of God to you who's faithful or considering the outcome of their conduct we, we will study that this text is to me is revolutionary actually this changed my life. Christian service, page 88, He said, greater light shines upon us than shone upon our fathers. We cannot be accepted or honored of God in rendering the same service or doing the same works that our fathers did. We will unpack this. He said, In order to be accepted and blessed of God as they were, we must imitate their faithfulness and zeal. Improve our light as they improved theirs. And do as they would have done had they lived in our day. We must walk in the light which shines upon us. Otherwise, that light will become Darkness. This is deep. To me, this is quite deep. Meaning you study the life, lives of the apostles, the lives of the pioneers. And Sister White says that look, the standard is that you should be do more. Than them because you have more lights than them. <laughs> Total surrender. Think of our pioneers. So I was uh, trying to understand this, said, okay, let me take just one, maybe two. James White. Think of, of him having a cell phone, or internet, or email. Or being able to fly. James White. Think of that. That is the meaning of this. He said, in order to be accepted and blessed of God as they were, we must imitate their faithfulness and zeal. Improve our light as they improved theirs. And do as they would have done had they lived in our day. So think of James White. Right here, attending GYC. Right here. Or living here. Or maybe uh, in Washington, D.C., Silver Spring, Maryland, um, at the general conference there. Or attending GYC right here. Think of Andrews. Think of those pioneers having what we have now. You have all the gadgets. Having... Everything we have, can you think of that? But unfortunately, with all we have, we still do, we are still doing less than them. With all we have, we are doing less. What is the difference? We are. keeping something we are keeping something we are not willing to go all the way and that's why God is not using us through and through so for us to be used by God we need to go all the way to surrender everything talk about this brother Golden Lapani If you spend some time with him, you'll realize that he has no agenda rather than the agenda of God. Other than the agenda of God. Just to glorify God. That's it. And God uses him in a mighty way. Mighty. Next year, meaning Tomorrow, starting tomorrow, uh, uh, next year, by the grace of God, you will reach probably 100,000 souls. And uh, not just rushing people to baptism. No, 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 not with him. He spends time training them. And actually in SID, in our division, this is how we are. We know that quality attracts quantity. If you take care of the quality, the quantity will take care of itself. That is evangelism. Many times we, we are only, we are concerned with the quantity. Quantity, yes. We need many people. We need to repopulate heaven. That is, that is true. But for us to reach that, take care of the quality. And this the number you have will, will be expanded. So what is the difference? Surrendering everything to God. Nothing left. Like James, James White, Andrews and those pioneers, this is what they did. And think of what the Lord did through them. Paul. We are amazed to see, to read the epistles written by Paul. No internet, no, just writing, using parchment. But he managed to write all of this and if you go to Bible land, I, I had the uh, privilege of uh, going to Bible land now probably three or four times and trying to follow the footstep of of Paul, for example, in Turkey. And he did all of that. And you are amazed. With the limited means, he managed to do all of that. What is the difference? We studied it. The power of God. The power of God in him helped him to do that. But for him to do that, listen to what he said. This is his testimony. Acts chapter 20 verse 24 But none of these things move me nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. He said, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. In order for us to save our lives, to gain, you have to give. Surrender everything. Everything to God. Everything. All to Jesus. I surrender. As long as we keep something somewhere we will not experience full power. Not I, but Christ. When we do that, when we do that, then we will be able to say, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son, the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Not I. I think you have heard the story of the missionary. He went to a foreign land. And then when he started to talk about Jesus, the old people in the audience talked to him. Said, Mr. Missionary, we know this man. This man you talked about. He was here. He lived with us here. He talked about this man. He talked about Jesus. He said, we know this man. He lived here. And the missionary said, no. I don't know. Uh, Jesus was not here. He said, no. We know him. And actually he died here. And uh, uh, we will show you his grave. He said, come. You know, the young people, they, they, they don't know but us. We know this man personally. He was here. He lived with us. He said, as far as I know, <laughs> Jesus has never been here. But, well, said, come, come. We are going to show you the grave. So they went and showed him the grave. And then he tried to understand. And then you know only that long time before him a missionary came and lived with these people and he died. And it took some time for the mission office to send a replacement. This man lived like Jesus. And he was taken. People thought that yeah, this is Jesus. You are talking about Jesus. This is Jesus. And when you surrender your life to God, people think that you are, you are Jesus because you live like Paul. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Self must be crucified then. In our problem is self. You know, the biggest problem we have is self. Me, 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 me. And uh, actually, it started in heaven. What is the middle uh, letter of pride? I. And actually the middle letter of sin as well is I as well. It's I. So the time demands greater efficiency, a deeper consecration. Oh, I am full of this subject, says Sister White, that I cry to God, raise up and send four messengers in in whose hearts self idolatry which lies at the foundation of all sin, has been crucified. Itself. As long as self is still alive, we cannot have this power. We can't. It's, it's not possible. Self must die. Then we need to offer everything, the best, the best. And Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, By the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable to God which is your reasonable service. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. We need to be ready to live and to die. That is the point. I need to ask God to reach that point. Just think if someone comes here this is a test said oh this is a seminar about Christianity all of you here needs to decide to renounce your faith and be free or to remain Christians or will kill all of you what will happen that is a test are we willing to die? Before we can leave for a great cause, we need to be willing to die for that cause. You see, sometimes we are mistaken. We're thinking that what's what the church or the young people, or us? What we need is entertainment, um, some things very light. Some people say, oh, this thing is too heavy. Give us something light. No. I have observed in life that what really people need, including young people, What they need is not entertainment. What they need is a cause to die. I studied a little bit of history and I've studied that all the revolutions, they started, they were started by young people. And the politicians If they want to do something in many countries, they go to the university. They go to the university and try to give them a cause to die for. And you can see them marching, braving even the police force. That is not entertainment. When you see guns in front of you, this is not entertainment that they are willing to die. Because of the cause they have found. For us to be used by God, we must be willing to die for that cause. And that we cannot do it on our own, but we need to ask God to help us to reach that level. Are you willing to die for being a Christian? Persecution will come. Actually, in some countries, they are happening. There are still martyrs, modern martyrs right now. But we we live in a free country. But the prophecy is clear. It will come. It will come. For us to face that, we must start now. To renounce things. We cannot say, well, I don't want to surrender my lives now. I'm waiting for that one. when they they require me to surrender, to choose between Christ and life, then I will only decide then. Big mistake. You decide now. You don't wait. You decide now. In everyday life, renounce things. If you cannot renounce a program on television... That you know it is not right. Do you think it is possible for that individual to die for Christ? No. We need to renounce now. To surrender everything. This is something very dramatic. This is something radical that I'm talking about. Just imagine. And I've done this. You just stop doing something, not it is bad, but just to say that, no, you are, not, you are not enslaved by that thing. For example, you decide, said, no, I'm not watching anything today. I'm not going to I'm stop watching this program or that program, even if they are not, just to, just to tell yourself that you are not a slave you are still in control by the grace of God. You can stop it anytime. You can just say, by the grace of God, I'm not not going to access any internet today unless it is something very important. I'm not going to surf. I'm fasting on internet. I'm fasting on television. That is the kind of uh, renouncing that we need to have. And that is the level that we need. Do you want power? That is the price to pay. Don't compromise. Don't ever compromise. Because compromise will compromise the power. Just go all the way. You know, my dad passed away. He was a wise man. And uh, he, he had a saying. He said, you know, if you have to be bald headed let it reach your neck. Uh, it's a saying, actually, in my own country, to tell that when you do something, if you, you wanted to, to insist, to instill in us thoroughness, he said, when you do something, do it all the way. Don't do it halfway, no half measure. You see, the problem we have is that we do many things halfway, half measure. We start something, you say, hey, no, I'm not going to go all the way. And Christianity also, this is the temptation. Well, I will only do 75% of this thing. This 25%, no, that is too much. I'm not going to go there. No, go all the way. Whatever it is there, do it. And you will see the result. The power of God, the power of God will help us. David Livingstone, David Livingstone. I like the story of this man. Actually, there is a city in Zambia. Uh, named after him, uh, Livingstone. Livingstone, named after David Livingstone. And I, I visited that place about maybe three months ago. And I went to see the place where they talked about David Livingstone. That man, he went all the way. And no, no wonder we are still talking about him now. And he prayed. Listen to the prayer of David Livingstone. My Jesus, my king. My life, my all. Talking about total surrender. Jesus, my king. You know, I talked to you about the Zulu king. The subjects in the Zulu land. They have to obey. When you say, Jesus is my king meaning I obey. Everything, I'm a subject, is the king. My Jesus, my king, my life, my all, I again dedicate my whole self to thee. Accept me and grant, O gracious Father, that ere the year is gone, I may finish my work. In Jesus' name, I ask it and he said, Amen. That is the prayer of David Livingstone. A year later, his servants found him on his knees, dead in Central Africa. That is the kind of self-surrendering that we are talking about. All to Jesus I surrender. What is the key for this power? go all the way. You will never be the same again. There are things that you are doing now, you have to stop doing them. There are things that you, you are not doing now, you know that you have to do it, you need to start doing them. The way, maybe, there are things that you are eating right now, and you know it is not right. Of course, it is not a matter of salvation, but Uh, you know it is not good, then you have to stop doing that. There are things that you should eat, food that you should eat, then you start doing that. Even the way you dress, the way you talk, there are things that you know you should not do it. Then, from now, if you really want this power, you just say, Lord, I I will stop doing that. There are books that you are reading right now, And you know that that book, deep down in your heart, you should not read it. You stop reading it, even if it is in the middle. Stop it. There are music that you are listening. You know you should have listened to something else. You stop doing that. You know that people, you know that you have to witness to go out and talk to this one. But you said no, no, no. I'm not going. You have to do it. That is what we call going all the way. No compromise. No compromise. You know, this idea of lowering our standard, this will kill us. You see, when we lower our standard, it will be gradual. And it will damage our identity. When you are ashamed of your identity, you are in trouble. And you know the church. The church is just like we know in the uh, human development, you have the infancy and then you have, you have uh, all the way through adulthood and every stage you know that their kind of behavior but the teenage years, you know of that is the time of uncertainty. Why? Because the teenagers, they are still wondering about their identity. Said, who am I? Am I a child or a young, young person? Uh, Oh, this one. So all the time they were wondering time of uncertainty because of not having clear in, in their minds the identity. If we temper with our identity, we will become like teenagers. Individually, we are not so sure we want to compromise and as a church as well. So never temper with standard. Ask God to help you but don't ever lower the standard. We should never allow ourselves to be molded by this, by this culture. We are a counter-culture generation. We don't go there. If it is not according to the will of God, according to the Bible, don't even touch it. Don't even touch it. Just do what is right. For our standard, we should never lower it. Of course, we should not be arrogant or judgmental, but we should demand it to ourselves. said, I want this for our own identity, don't be ashamed. We are, we are the remnant church. We are not just one denomination among others, we are, we are the remnant church. The very moment we doubt about it, then we become like teenagers, oh are we remnant church? Maybe not. Okay, maybe, yes. Uh, And then, while we are still pondering, we will make so many mistakes. But once we are sure, and it is sure, the Bible and the spirit of prophecy is clear, we are that remnant church. We should not be arrogant, but we, we, we are telling the truth. It is true. We have, we have a mission. This church has a mission to accomplish, and you, you are responsible for that by the grace of God. The mere fact that you are here, you have that mission in your hearts. So don't compromise. The very moment you say you decide by the grace of God, Lord, I stand. I stand. I know this from experience. As I told you this morning, uh, we were somehow drafted to the military service. It was not a voluntary thing. It was compulsory then. So we went to this uh, kind of boot camp. So, uh, our superior, he said, This is army. I was already an Adventist. He said, this is an an army. Forget about the Sabbath. Your Saturday, you have no Saturday off. You must show up. And uh, we talked to him. He said, no, sir, your attention. And you talk, no, sir, I can't. (laughs) <laughs> I'm an Adventist and it' in the Bible. No, 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 no. There is no way. Then we, we said, no, humbly, but firmly, we said, no. Um, we are not going to, um, to violate the, the Sabbath. It's the day of God. Then he brought us to his superior who is at the same time the one in charge of martial law, the, the judge. So we were there, at the attention. He said. The man said, oh, you are the troublemakers huh, in this camp. Uh, don't you know that this is army? Uh, there is no way you, 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 can, uh, you can be free on Saturday. Because uh, that will create a lot of problem. He said, so, you have to come. That was Friday, I remember. That was Friday. So he said, tomorrow, I want you to come. Then I was kind of the leader of the group, the small group there. And we said, "We, we have made our mind. We are not troublemakers, but this is a matter of conscience. We, we are willing to do other things, but tomorrow we will worship God. Then he could not believe it. Then our immediate superior called us aside. He said, listen. Now he wanted to use another method. He said, listen. What the commandant told you is clear. Because he said... Uh, Actually, the commandant said, you see, listen, if you don't show up tomorrow, we'll send you to far away place in the bush and planting tobacco. And we'll see uh, what will happen to you with your Sabbath. So our immediate superior said, listen, it was uh, said, what? What he told you, he said, is very serious. So tomorrow, just show up a little. Uh, just come in the morning. I, I will protect you. I, just show up maybe in the morning uh, when we have our, our meeting, probably it's very early, maybe 6.30 or 7.00. Just show up and I will tell him that actually you complied and then we will forget about this problem. That was a temptation. Just to show up. Show up and then you will tell the commander that we showed up. Actually we we accepted. But we decided we will not compromise. We will not compromise. And we told him right there, he said, we respect you. We, we love you, really want to help us, but for this one, we can't, sir. We can't. Tomorrow is the day of worship for us. We can't. I said, well, it's up to you, but you know already the consequence. This is army. This is some, not something else. You know. If you still decide, I leave that with you, he said. He said, no, we have made our mind. So that was Friday. We went to church. Uh, knowing that probably we'll be sent in a bush or to jail. But we prayed that Sabbath morning. That was one of the sweetest Sabbaths I've ever uh, kept because I knew for a fact that something will happen. I don't know, but uh, we prayed. So, the time came, we were ready for anything. The man, actually, the point I wanted to make is this. When you face that kind of situation, don't even think. Just follow what is written. Don't start to rationalize. That is the idea. You know, just do what is right, no matter what. And that will help you. That helped us. Because if we started to say, well, probably, let's just show up tomorrow. We are not willing to go to jail for this thing. God will understand. No. No. What we did, just decide. No. It's Sabbath. We should go and worship. That was our answer. All along. So the idea is this. Once you decide not to compromise, God will give you the power to sustain that decision. But if you you waver, trying to rationalize things, said, should I watch this film? Should I read this book? Maybe. Let me read just a few pages. No, no, no. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Stay away from it. Don't even try. Then you will be strong. By the way, you want to know the rest of the story? We came back. We were waiting, uh, we were waiting for the punishment. It didn't come, actually. It didn't come. We could not believe it. So we were waiting. Oh, he's not calling us. So a week... No calling, and actually, I was promoted. He said I couldn't. I, <laughs> I, I led my group. I. Um, he, he said, "What is this now?" I could not understand. And uh, finally, the last part of our boot camp, he became our friends. Our friend. He realized that we we were firm and we were not sent to jail but some of our friends I know of one he was sent in another camp he was sent to jail because of the Sabbath here is the lesson don't compromise surrender all go all the way And God will give you the power. Like he did with these people. David Livingstone. Um, Because of time. I will not tell the story of this couple. But probably next time. If we have fine time. I want us really to spend some time now. Praying. As I promised. Well, we have already talked about a few things now. And tomorrow we'll talk about, about faith and prayer and evangelism. We'll cover. But I want us to spend time now praying. We, uh, we are going to pray And what we want is to ask God to give us this uncompromising spirit. Not allowing ourselves to compromise, asking God to go all the way. All the way. And Jesus did that anyway. He went all the way. There was a temptation for him, if you study the book Desire of Ages... For him not to go all the way, but he decided to go all the way for you and for me so that we can be saved. So the minimum thing that we should do now in return is also to go all the way. All the way. And by the way, if you go all the way, you have nothing to lose. It's a joy to go all the way. I can testify from experience. If you decide to go all the way, God will reward you for that. You may, along the way, we may waver a little bit here and there, but don't give up. Don't give up. Because this is a, a journey. It's a trip. Don't give up. I, I run a marathon. Um, we are planning to run again Well I did half a marathon and then now I'm going to run the full one but the marathon we ran was really climbing you could see seven kilometers we are using kilometers climbing seven continuously along the way you feel like this is tough. But something in you say, no, go all the way. Go to the finishing line. Ask. It is good for, for me to do that. Stay fit. Go all the way. Don't ever give up. And it is, I, I, uh, I compare this with Actually, this spiritual marathon. It's a long distance running. It's not sprint. Long distance running. Go all the way. Sometimes it is tough. It is steep. Climbing is steep. But go all the way. They said, as long as your leg, one leg, goes before the other one, you see you are making progress. The same thing with our spiritual life. We know there are some challenges, but don't give up. Go all the way. But decide all the way, and Jesus will help us. You may stumble, but look. Look up. Don't look down. And uh, Jesus will pick up again. And finally you will reach by his grace. But decide. don't, Don't compromise. Surrender everything to Jesus. That is the message. If you do that. And you ask for power. To be and to do. You will receive power. Yes sir.
1: Virginia and he asked uh, the General Lee to meet. General Lee thought there would be a discussion of mutual surrender. He still had much pride in him. Horses ran uh, with the notes back and forth between the two great generals. how many more generations we don't need gadgets we need a generation of Paul a generation of Elijah a generation of people that have what you are saying complete or total surrender where Jesus possesses me you know if I'm I'm going to make a quick point here None of us would dare tonight to ask Satan to possess us, would we? Mm-hmm. No, you give Satan one inch of your life, and how much will he take? So tonight, the end of a year, we should be asking God to possess us, total, amen? One
0: hundred percent. Amen. Amen. Because God is more anxious to possess us. Than Satan. Do I hear an amen? Amen. He is just waiting and longing to give my lips, my ears, my hips, my body a living sacrifice.
1: Amen. I beg that that would happen tonight uh, among the four or five thousand that are here as the world is celebrating with their intoxicating problems and Sodom and Gomorrah are around us, homosexuality is more rampant now than in the Roman age period. So I just pray, I'm yes. glad you and then, like Ulysses Grant, he became President of the United States on that little slogan,
0: total or absolute surrender. That was it. Mm. Thank you so much. I think that was well put. So this is the time for us. Are you ready by the grace of God to go all the way? Amen. Total and complete surrender? Everything. As far as I'm concerned, I want to re my life again. Um, you see, I come from a pagan background. Um, with, uh, I was very far from the truth and from the light. I was in complete darkness. But God has snatched me from there. And uh, I surrendered my life to him. That happened about 33, 34 years ago. And I, I can see when I look back that you have nothing to lose if you surrender your life to God but you have everything to lose to go halfway because you will not have everything here and you will not have everything there you will lose everything so as a group today and as individuals are we willing to say this is not just one of the appeals that uh, we have to respond but I want us to just to say as I have listened to the appeal. Lord, this is my time. I want to surrender my entire life today. For me, I want it. I want nothing more. I want to go all the way. Would you like to do also that commitment today? Of course, we cannot do it on our own. We need God to do this. We need him. But God will not do do it if you don't invite him to do it. So are you inviting God today to say at the end of our first day of the seminar, before you engage ourselves in in other topics like uh, prayer, like faith, we need to surrender our lives. Because you may add topics upon topics, but if we don't surrender our lives, it will become just an academic exercise. Do you want to surrender your lives today? You Just raise your hand. Amen. So w- w- this is what we are going to do. We are going to pray. We have just a few minutes to go. But I want us to pray silently. Just wrestle with the Lord. Wrestle with the Lord. Surrender your lives to God. And I would like my friend pastor from Canada to pray as uh, um, maybe after two or three minutes you will uh, uh, you you will pray you will dedicate us. But I want us to pray silently today. Surrender everything. Confess our sins and give uh, say to God I go all the way. Lord So let's, I want us to kneel down. Kneel down, and uh, Pastor, you, you decide the time that you say, I'll pray now. This media was produced by Audioverse for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ.
1: If you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org Or if you would like to listen to more
0: free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org